Hey, hello, hi, welcome to and are back to the Equitheory podcast. I am your host, Jill Treese. This is episode 95, I do believe. And I honestly, to be honest with you guys, cannot wait to find out what this episode's about because truthfully, I have no idea. I have waited all week to for inspiration to strike and it simply it simply has not. Um Oh, so I hope that you don't have high hopes for this one. Let's get into it. <laughs> Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Okay. Well, um, first things first, I am officially wearing Attack on Titan merch that I did, in fact, purchase at Spencer's. Get it. If you're audio only, I'm sorry, that sucks, but I figured that I should should wear my Attack on Titan shirt, one of two that I own now. Um, I figured I should wear it today because I did, in fact, finish what is currently out it makes me very sad. I need there to be more. I need to know what happens. Um, I will not be giving away spoilers, but if you have not seen it, you should watch it. But it is intense and crazy. Uh, some might say it's like a fire happening at a circus. It's intense. Yeah? You like that one? Okay, I stole it from my boyfriend who stole it from some compilation of dad jokes um anyway so yeah uh you know just not a whole lot going on lately um I've been riding Wiley close to every day it's it's going well but it is reminding me why I prefer project horses (laughs) so uh for those of you that don't know Wiley is a 18 hand and 18 hand Russian warm blood he's a big Appaloosa and he wasn't started um, until he was much older in life. And whoever started him, my boss knows, but I don't, um, went very slow with him and d- basically did everything right. I mean, he's 18 hands. He puts his head down for you to put the halter on, the bridle. Um, when you put the reins over his head, he ducks under for you. Um, he's very, very good. Uh, I will say one thing that's semi-comical, not for him, I doubt he would agree, but um, I went to get on him the other day, and he's so tall, like, he's he's 18 hands, and so even in a dressage saddle with longer stirrups, it's still quite a ways up, and the mounting block that we have in the arena right now is only a two-step instead of, like, a three or whatever step, so I, I might need to move the bigger one (laughs) out there, but I went to get on him and, you know, you put your foot in the stirrup 
And then normally when you go to swing your weight up, you like twist and then your, your toe twists towards the front of the horse and then you throw your other leg over. Well, somehow my toe just like went straight into his side and that has like never happened before. You know, sometimes I'll poke them, but like it's, it's not like that, but this one was bad. <laughs> like I just completely, I don't know if I lost my balance or what happened, but I just like forgot how to get on a horse and I feel so bad because I just drove my toe straight into his ribs. And um, he did this like really loud <clears throat> groan and um, like just jumped away from the mounting block. Mind you, I have one foot in the stirrup and then starts cantering. So I'm hanging on the side of an 18 hand massive horse with my foot stuck in the stirrup completely unable to throw my other leg over like I could my my weight and like center of gravity was behind me so I'm like trying not to fall backwards because if I fell with my foot in the stirrup you know my toe is just gonna get caught and so I'm like trying desperately to get my foot out as he's cantering and then also I, I remember half a second of a thought of like um what if I let go and he kicks <laughs> like I'm, I will be dead, but I don't really have another choice right now because if he gets going any faster, I'm, I will die. And finally, I guess my foot just like, I got it up high enough to lift it out. And then I just pushed off backwards and I landed on both my feet. I felt like an athlete, an athlete. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy that it went like that. I apologize profusely to Wiley for that. I promised him it would not happen again. And from here on out, I will be very carefully ensuring that I do not continue uh, to stab horses in the side with my toe when I am attempting to climb into the saddle. So uh, just a pro tip, don't do that. <laughs> I've been riding for like over a decade and just had a brain fart and almost died as a result and upset Wiley, but he forgave me and then was very good when I went to get on him again but um other news uh here's something that I think will age me a little bit to you guys um I I'm currently sitting staring at my um window and the which I, I rearranged my office to so I could have like an actual background uh when I'm recording but I don't know if it's just me but, like, I hate looking at my computer with being able to see bright lights, like the sky behind my computer. And I don't know how people in, like, office settings and, like, buildings that have, like, the window office or whatever, and their computer is facing the office or, like, the, the skyline. How do they do that? Because it's so bright on the back of my screen. It's, like, blinding me. And then if, if I'm flipped around, then the glare on my screen is so bad. Like, I just have to have my curtains drawn all the time or facing, like, kind of adjacent and, like, tilt everything away. I don't know. It's Does anybody else have that problem? Or is it just because I have green eyes and I'm sensitive to light? I don't know. But um, I also don't know if this is anything else that anybody cares about. But um, I have a sick Apple Watch tan line. These are really cool things that you guys are enjoying. Um, okay. What I was talking about. So, I don't know if you can hear the very small meows coming from behind. Stay. No. Oh, my God. Molly. Gracing you with this presence. Um, so, 
I also I have a stool right there on by the window and behind my computer. And there have been a lot of birds and lizards on my porch and my cats just absolutely demand that the window be open because there's a screen. And um, can you not drink out of my water bottle right now? <laughs> anyway, um, and so they like to sit on the stool. And I was like, you know what? Let me get a bird feeder so that there will be birds there often. You can't sit there. You just can't. You got to keep moving. There we go. Okay. So I bought a bird feeder with bird seed and it came with like a little water fountain and they're both hanging right there. I have not seen one bird. And I know for a fact that birds like to hang out on that part of my porch because there's a ring doorbell camera on the corner of my porch. And every single morning at 730, uh, before I hung these, there was a um, bird knocking at 7 in the morning, 730. Uh, I named him her Birdney. And it was very cute. I <laughs> have many a screenshot of this bird, like, looking into my ring camera. I'll throw a picture in here if I remember. But, uh, so frustrating. Haven't seen a single one since. So hopefully they will, they will get brave and come visit the bird feeder so my cats can spy on them. And yeah, so that's, that's a fun story that I feel like makes me sound like I'm 75 years old. But, uh, yeah, so I guess housekeeping things. I, if you watch the podcast on YouTube and are a fan of the video version, then you'll probably have noticed that episode 94 was not up on Tuesday when these episodes come up. And why is that you ask? I, I don't know. I simply could not get, cause my, my internet has two, two types of Wi-Fi. Um, it has the regular network and then a 5g network. Neither of them would upload the video and oh your birds chirping i wish they would eat out of the bird feeder um <laughs> did not take adhd meds today um anyway so what was i talking about oh so neither neither wi-fi network would let it upload and then i have a hotspot that my father is letting me borrow that also it wouldn't upload it just stayed on one or two percent for like 30 hours and I've left it before and normally it'll have uploaded but it's just not happening I won't upload on my phone's hotspot literally just couldn't get it to upload and I've been super busy this week so I wasn't able to take it to like a Starbucks or somebody else's house to use their internet so it just isn't up I'm hoping that I can upload 94 and 95 this weekend uh when I'm in Little Rock for a birthday so I will, um, well, not a birthday, three birthdays. My father, my sister, and her husband are all doing like a joint birthday party uh, on Sunday. So I got to go to that. But for you guys, that will have already happened for me. Um, but yeah, so those are the things, uh, other things that I've been super into lately. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about horses' health and nutrition and biomechanically correct care, maintenance, things of that nature. So it's, it's interesting because I have been 
finding a lot of parallels in the human world as well with these topics. So like, for instance, I've been doing a lot of looking into my own health and nutrition and trying to like get my body right. And I think I'm finally starting to get a hold on my acne after I think nine months of getting off of hormonal birth control and trying to like allow my body to get where it's supposed to go. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a nightmare. And then, you know, with the things happening in this backwards country, uh, even scarier, how dare I try to get my body on the right track, but that's not this podcast. I have to remind myself like every episode. Um, but yeah, so trying to get my body going in the right direction and, you know, remove the band-aids to see what I'm actually working with as a baseline and then add or remove what's necessary. I've removed gluten and dairy. Um, so now I think I'm finally getting to a point where like my skin is getting better, dare I say it, I'm so afraid. Um, and, but now I'm like scarred to hell. <sighs> so frustrating. But this is, this is a little makeup from Walmart. So nice. Um, it's like, uh, mineral sunscreen or something. It's not the CeraVe kind. I don't know what the brand is, but it works really nicely and is like super full coverage because you can't see any of the scars except for a couple up here. But, um, yeah, so I've been getting that together, but there's this other thing <laughs> I've been dealing with. So I've talked a lot about barefoot and having horses without shoes and trying to go as like, you know, help the body work like the body is supposed to without adding external things. And weirdly enough, I, me and my family have like bad feet <laughs> and, um, mostly me and my mom, my mom has, I'm sorry to out you mother. She has bunions and Taylor's bunions and I have Taylor's bunions really bad. So it's where you're like pinky toe, like this knuckle and your pinky toe, this knuckle starts to get pushed out and then the toe starts to move in more. And so that is a result of modern shoes being really narrow at the base and it pushes your toes together. And so it's really interesting, much like a horseshoe. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into like all of the, <laughs> the politics around shoes versus barefoot, but for all intents and purposes, when you put a shoe on a horse, their, their heel bulbs are supposed to move a little bit independently. So, you know, if they step on a rock, it doesn't mess with the joint capsule. The hoof just adjusts to keep everything else level. And so, and like, also, they get much wider when they're not in a shoe, the heel bulbs and the frog, and it becomes more of a shock absorber and it becomes more robust and when you put a shoe on the all those structures kind of like shrink up and shrivel and they're held together and in place being somewhat forgive me if it offends somewhat deformed by a shoe sometimes they help sometimes and most times they don't um but that's that's my opinion <laughs> when i've learned uh but you know what? Just don't come for me, please. Just don't. Uh, so with human feet, it's very similar. So 
if we don't have shoes that are shaped to fit our feet and don't allow that independent movement of each joint and each toe and that flexibility, then a lot starts to happen. So I have a lot of low back pain historically, and I also just feel generally unbalanced and unstable. And so I learned about barefoot zero drop minimalist shoes. And what that means is that like there is like take take your average Nike shoe. They have a really, really thick cushion and um, you know, some cool tread or whatever. Like my favorite shoes, my everyday go to shoes are my Nike Air Force ones and they're platform, so they have a really big platform on them. But also the toe box is like very small and it is not foot shaped. And so it's stressful because I love my Air Force Ones. I love them. The forces are everything. But uh, you can see on my Air Forces where there's a bump where that Taylor's bunion is like has indented the leather. And so I've been looking at the minimalist shoes because what's crazy is that there's a heel lift in every shoe pretty much for the most part. Uh, Unless you get like a pair of ballet flats that will still crush your toes. But um, from the heel to the toe, there's no drop. It's completely flat. But in like everyday running shoes, heels, um, literally any lifestyle fashion shoes, there's always a little bit of a heel lift, which is crazy because it makes your heel hit first. And when that's really not the most ergonomic way to walk because when your heel hits first there's see what my camera did I slammed my heel on the ground because I'm a kinesthetic learner but if you there's a lot of jarring and jolting on your body whereas if you step uh, I think they call it forefoot striking then you get a little bit softer landing and with all of that platform and like cushion and added height as much as I love it it dampens your proprioception and your receptivity like your foot's ability to detect surfaces and you end up stepping a lot harder so not only are you stepping in a more jarring way but you're also stepping harder because you can't tell you know the sensitivity of the ground so um that's that's what I've I've learned from my reading anyway, so I'm really interested. I ordered um, some, uh, their boots because like, I was like, let me get some like cute white tennis shoes to see if I can replace my Air Forces. But the thing is, I wear my Ariat work boots. They're like hiking boots, I guess. I wear those every single day for the most part because that's, that's what I wear out here when I'm working for at least half of my day every day. And I was like, well, let me get a pair that resembles those that I can work in because that's what I'll be in the most and see if I notice a difference and if I like it um, or if I would just prefer to live with Taylor's Bunions for the rest of my life, except I can't because they like they, they've never bothered me until this year. They've really started hurting like underneath, like if this is my foot and it's this knuckle and I step on it, it feels like somebody's driving <laughs> a sharp object in there and it hurts very bad. So, uh, I, I literally can't wear them. So I'm going to try It's, uh, the, the boots I got are from a company called Vivo Barefoot. 
V-I-V-O. And they're really, really expensive. But I, I watched a lot of videos on YouTube and a lot of reviews and people really, really like them. It's apparently a big thing among runners and power lifters and people that like are gym rats <laughs> that, um, you know, you just need to be able to use your body correctly to do all of those things. And I'm like, I'm out here working with horses every day, not even thinking about this. But um, I, I really think that it would make a big difference to be able to use your feet better and to be more aware of the information that your feet are getting. Because like, think about how much information you get from your hands. Like you're touching the table, and you know what the texture is, the density, the volume, the weight, um, you know, the, if there's a vibration or not. Um, if it's sharp, if it's, you know, you just get a lot of information from it and your feet are the same way, especially for me. I'm somebody that, you know, like I said, I grew up having back pain issues. So I would try not to bend over as much as possible. So I pick things up with my feet. So my feet are basically another set of hands. And, uh, so I'm very used to being barefoot and using my feet that way. But, um, I just think this is taking it to the next level. And it was funny. I've been doing all of this research into these things. And my sister is really big into CrossFit, which I am not. <laughs> but uh, I was telling her about it because she's also a nurse, asking her what she thought of it. And she was like, are you talking about Vivo barefoot shoes? And I was like, yeah, because, you know, I give a prelude. And um, she was like, yep, <laughs> I have three pair. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, awesome. Well, I guess I'm just behind then. So you know, if it's something you struggle with, you might have a look into some YouTube videos about it because I learned way too much <coughs> about like, just like that lifestyle. The only issue I have is so many of the styles of those shoes are hideous. There are a couple brands that I found and they're just like, I don't know that I'm ever going to be somebody that can do the, the toe shoes. <laughs> I just... I don't know about that, but apparently they're really, really good for you and are helpful in helping retrain your feet how to work like they're meant to, um, you know, because they're not meant, your toes aren't meant for to be crammed all together. I've known people that have broken their big toes and it seriously affects your balance. It affects the way you walk and how the rest of your body operates. And so your toes are really important. And when you cramp them together like that, you can only imagine that you're limiting yourself in some way. So, um, you know, I compared it to shoes versus barefoot for horses, but I mean, it's the same as a saddle. Like if the saddle's too tight and narrow, you can't use it as well. And it makes the nerves go numb. Like, uh, you know, if the gullet channel on a saddle is too narrow for the horse's spine, it takes 20 minutes and then it'll numb the nerves on either side of the horse's spine. And if you're wearing shoes that are too narrow, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I haven't done a ton of research on this, but I imagine that it numbs some of those nerves in your feet and you don't get as much information. So I've been been trying to retrain myself. I have been doing yoga and like making sure that I'm spreading my toes. I bought some toe spreaders like I'm really deep into this just because um you know, they hurt and I'm trying to fix it. I don't have regular bunions. I just have the Taylor's ones, the light version. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to correct it before it actually does become a problem. So, um, there's a little bit of information for you and 
I think just kind of in that same vein of caring for yourself the same way that you care for horses. Um, we do a lot of horse care, but not a lot of self care <laughs> as equestrians. So, um, you know, maybe that's what this episode's about. I've, I have just been doing so much of that this year. It has been absolutely nuts. Just trying to figure out how I can take care of myself because I lost all of my motivation to work with horses and do really anything. So it's, it's been a really big deal to me to get my health on track and get me feeling good so that I can get back to doing the things that I love and find inspiration in that again. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because it seems like it was only a couple episodes ago that I was talking about, uh, you know, my relationship with Zoe now and how she just doesn't seem super, super keen or super interested in working with me or doing many things with me anymore. But, um, lately I have seen her, like we put Lady, Azula's mom, into their field and I've seen, because she's, uh, pregnant by a stallion named Five Iron and she is needing to get the same grain so she's in that field um not as Zoe but (laughs) as the babies and she and Zoe are really good pals they hang out a lot together because they're a year apart I think I think ladies a year younger than Zoe so it has been cool to see that but Amber Zoe's mom has not been like glued to her side as much lately she's been hanging off by herself or she's been with Silvers or Zach or just somebody else in the field which is encouraging because a big reason why I was struggling so much with working with Zoe is because I can't get her separated from her mom. And, um, it seemed like Amber was really dependent on Zoe. You know, she only has one eye and we just moved farms and it seemed like she wasn't really sure of herself, but now it seems like she's able to lean on some other horses for that support. So I'm thinking maybe I'm just going to be able to give it, give it some test runs and see, what Zoe thinks, but she, uh, you know, has been hanging out away from her, so it doesn't seem to be concerning her super much, uh, or super (laughs) a lot, but that could be, that could be a different story if I were to remove her from the field, you know, it's not their choice at that point, so it, it might be a little bit more stress, so I think I'm just gonna take her out of the field and like give her a bath or something, or bring her into the cross ties for a minute, give her a snack, and turn her back out. Uh, start that way, but she uh, she did something really cool yesterday, which uh, I'm not sure how to read at this point. Okay, so let me explain. So we got Raina and Rory. Uh, our foundered mare (laughs) and her baby we got them home and we set up a little round pen for them to stay in like I talked about in the last episode and Raina uh, like Rory is just a little spitfire (laughs) we have been playing with him he is just not afraid of people at all he is adorable and I was playing with him but then Azula and Zoe and all of them came over to see what was going on and so Um, My boyfriend was with me and he decided that he was going to climb a tree because boys. And so he was climbing the one that was like right in Raina and Rory's pasture. Hi, Wally. (laughs) Yelling at me. That mean I'm not breathing enough yawning. 
but uh so he starts climbing this tree and azula and astro were standing under it and zoe had been watching him climb like tilting her head up it was really cute uh but then she she walked over to me because i climbed up on the fence and she had been being kind of kind of clingy and i haven't seen this side of zoe in so long she normally just doesn't really care like what i'm doing she'll like say hi but that's it um but she was like running azula off and astro off and um silvers and zach would come over and she'd pin her ears at them and she just like wanted to hang out with me i was scratching her eyes and her face and getting in her ears and everything and she was she was just loving loving love and then i i crawled up on reina's fence and was just sitting there and zoe walked over and put her head in my lap and i was like oh precious baby bean so i like start scratching her um head and rubbing her neck and watching jacob climb the tree and the babies are just totally oblivious that he's above them and uh zoe was very aware but what was cool is you know she's standing (laughs) facing me and has um like has her head pointed at me in her chest and then slowly she starts stepping her hip over to where she's lined up and then she steps forward to where her withers are now in front of me and she's like perpendicular to where I'm sitting so I was like what's happening right now I was like what is this this because Zoe has been ridden since she was a yearling I think I think she got broke to ride when she was a yearling tragic I know but um and i've i rode her from three years old to i think eight or nine um she's 11 this year and she's had a uh, on and off but for the most part like a year off of riding um and she lines up with her withers like right in front of me and i was like what is happening and then she stepped up to where her back is in front of me and i was like um oh my god what is happening and I'm like sitting there debating and I'm like do I throw my leg over do I accept this invitation like I feel like I kind of have to and so I'm like rubbing her back and then just about that time uh is when Jacob decides he's going to climb out of the tree and swings swings down and puts his like he held onto one and then stepped on one swung down and uh kind of fell and it made a really loud noise and it spooked Azula and Astro that were under him. And so they took off and it spooked Zoe sideways. And I was like, you really ruined my whole moment there that I was having, but okay. And so I, I then was like, all right, well, you know, moment over. Don't, don't get to explore that further. But then Zoe came back and she did it again and like intentionally lined her side up with me. And I was like, are you? asking for me to ride you like what a beautiful moment and then she stepped forward and spun her hind end around and started rubbing her butt back and forth on the fence between my legs and I was very worried she was going to snap my knees off uh, and I didn't want to like step on her (laughs) to get off but she just started rubbing her butt back and forth and I was like okay you need to be dewormed. That's what that means. But uh, still, I can't help but wonder that, like, it was so intentional. And she had to know what she was doing. Like, 
I just, I don't know. I don't know. It really felt like she was presenting her back like, if you wanna, it's here. Is there a fly in here? You don't pay rent, sir? Anyway, so there's that. But I don't know. It was just, it was cool. And it kind of reopened the conversation for me. Um, That, you know, she's been really gross and dirty lately. And Zoe has never been dirty or gross. Like, even Sunny today saw her and was like, I have never seen Zoe this dirty. Like, she's always super clean. So... I think I'm probably going to get her out and give her a bath uh, maybe later this afternoon or tomorrow morning and, you know, just just feel her out a little bit. I got, um, you know, I'm partnered with Schleza and they have this saddle that has a hybrid, God, it's the Cosmic Saddle, but I think it's a hybrid panel is what it's called, that you can adjust all of these different points of the saddle and it has a true form fit pad that velcros to the underside of the saddle and works like panels on a, on a regular saddle and you cut and or shave the wool panels that go inside of the the fitted pad to the horse so theoretically i could have a setting for danny a setting for wiley and a setting for zoe and so i'm really excited to give that a try and um you know, I'm I'm going to try it on Wiley first because he's been the most consistently sound one. But it was always game. It would be really awesome to get on her again, honestly. And, like, the other day I, I got on Wiley in the arena and I was riding him around and I was like, it's super nice to ride horses that know what they're doing and are, like, super educated. But when you're not, like, really working towards a show or anything and... Like, for Wiley, his biggest goal right now is, like, get less fat and get more in shape. And it gets a little boring after a while. Like, after 10 minutes, you've pressed every button. And they've executed it perfectly because they're so good. And then you're like, well, I don't want to keep, like, drilling and pushing you when you've done everything right. So I was like, you know what? We can just take it easy today. And so I hopped off of him and walked him out of the arena and then went over to the taller mounting block and got on him and just took him on a hack around the farm and it was so nice just to like look at all the other horses and see what's going on and just sit on him and let him look at stuff and explore and I was like I just this isn't the horse I want to be doing it on I have such a good time on Wiley he's so cool and like so cool but you know I want to be able to do it with my horse if she's willing um you know I just, I miss having those moments with Zoe, even though historically she was terrible to trail ride. Just so stressful to trail ride. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's something I'd like to work towards if she's open to it and can. I mean, I know her, her back is kind of a area of concern, but, uh, yeah. So that, that's kind of where we're at right now with her. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I was pretty sure she was over it, but like I said in that episode, you know, it's always subject to change and she can feel differently, um, you know, and if she's more open to it these days, uh, that was definitely the vibe I got. And maybe I am like putting my own 
uh, hopes and wishes into it a little bit too much, but ultimately I will listen to her. And if she's not game, then she's not game. But I, I don't know. I would just like to see. So, um, that's, that's that with Zoe. Um, Azula is just living her best life being a little Rudy Roo. Her favorite thing in the world ever is the pond in her field. She is in it every single day, rain or shine, pawing and splashing in it. I just don't know how I ended up with such a water horse. It is kind of a shame that I am not like super into showing anymore because she would have been a good eventer, I think, with her, her pond affinity. But I, I will also say that what's really sad, kind of, kind of and kind of not, but you guys know I grew up eventing from, oh God, when did I start? I think I started at like 10, 10 years old and really stopped at like 20 or yeah, 20. Oh, I think I competed some when I was 21 too. Um, but all the shows that we've had in our area, uh, you know, they're all shutting down. Like, I think the only ones we have left in Area 5 for U.S. eventing is um, Texas Rose and then Meadow Creek, and those are both in Texas. Texas Rose, I think, is like four hours away, and then, um, what's the other one? Meadow Creek. Meadow Creek is like seven hours away. So (laughs) that one is pretty far, and all of the other ones in Texas are like six to eight hours away and they're one days. So they're not even two day events anymore. Um, and then the other ones that we used to go to, I think we're in area four, uh, was in Carbondale, Illinois, uh, Dunnebeck. That one stopped. And then middle Tennessee, which is in middle Tennessee, Tennessee, (laughs) uh, that one is like eight hours away, seven or eight, and they're doing one days now. And Holly Hill, the one that I won my first show at, I did so many of my first move ups, so many of my first shows with different thoroughbreds and different horses at, they're, uh, they're stopping hosting shows. They'll still be doing schoolings and clinics and different things like that. But, uh, you know, everything's just moved out east. And everything in Area 5 is shut down. It started with us losing Greenwood and then Feather Creek. But it's it's just crazy. Like, you almost can't event in Area 5 anymore unless you live in a really auspicious place in Texas. But we are, like, out of shows. And so I don't know what's going to happen to eventing in a couple years. Because I, I think, especially in the South, like, our sport is dying. And, you know... I I may not agree with a lot of the practices of eventing, but at the same time, like my heart is in that sport and it gave me so much growing up and it meant so much to me, but I just, I can't believe that, you know, we really only have one, one good venue left. I mean, Meadow Creek is a good venue, but I don't know. It's kind of run down and, uh, I mean, I haven't been there in a couple of years, actually, so I don't know uh, exactly because I know it's changed hands a couple of times. But the last time I was there, um, you know, some of the stalls were a little, little sketchy. But yeah, it's just it's wild that 
you know, I grew up in this area with so many different places to go with Greenwood and Feather Creek and Holly Hill and Texas Rose was the new one. And then they revamped everything. But now like it's all done (laughs) except for Texas Rose. It's crazy. Um, and Meadow Creek has just always been too far. We never really go to that one. But, uh, cause I mean, hauling the horses seven hours, then riding and then, you know, doing the show. And then on the last day, driving seven hours back is, is kind of a lot. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the future of eventing is going to look like for area five, which I can't remember all the states in area five. I think it's, I know it's Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, and then I think Oklahoma, Missouri might be a part of it, but it honestly might be a part of area four or three, no four. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I was talking to my boss about it today while we were in the car that, uh, you know, it's, we might have to switch to dressage shows or hunter jumpers, uh, jumpers, let's be real, hunters, uh, no, no tea, no shade, but you can't do the hunter thing. Much prefer jumpers, but, uh, cause I'm an eventer. Okay. It's just how it goes. But yeah, I don't know. I might have to change sports, not for want, but more out of necessity because there's just no venues. But, uh, we, we were in the car today because if you guys remember Locke, uh, Pioneer Bob is his race name. He was at, um, here at, with us for a little bit. We got him and, uh, two other horses at the same time, Demigod and Feminine Allure, all off the track. We uh, named Pioneer Bob Locke, and I was riding him and working with him, and I was really excited about him, uh, but then my boss started to like him a little bit too much and then decided to send him away to her trainer. She was like, I don't need to buy him, and I think he's cool, and he needs to go to somebody that will like move him along and get him sold. Um, which I guess is not me, (laughs) but, uh, so she was doing really well with him and got him to the point of being vetted and, uh, he is having something going on with his left hind. We're not sure what it is yet. So we just brought him back to have our vet look at him and see what he thinks. And, um, so he's still, he might be, he might be good to go to be sold, um, and because the potential buyers were like, you know, if it's nothing serious, then we're not s- deterred by that. But if it's if it's going to be something worse, then no. So we went to pick him up today. Um, we haven't heard anything back from our vet yet and didn't hang around to find out because uh, he wasn't there. So Mog is at the vet at the moment. But Demigod is growing his feet out right now. I mean, all three of them come off the track and their feet are just abysmal. They just fall apart. And so trying to get them on, you know, diet regimens, we've been doing a lot of fodder lately. I'd be really interested to hear what you guys think about fodder. Uh, I, I don't know too much about it and I should probably ask more questions of the ladies that come out and feed the fodder. They're super, super nice. And the horses really seem to enjoy it. Um, and I've heard good things about it, but I just haven't delved super deep into it. So if you have any thoughts, let me know. Um, what else, what else, what else? Uh, I just, I thought about this for some reason in, um, I guess in saying that you guys should reach out if you know anything about fodder. I need a a drink. 
if you have reached out to me via email, Facebook, or Instagram, and I have not responded, I'm sorry. I have so many messages open, and I try to go through them when I can, but sometimes it just... It's too much, and then after it's been a while, then I'm like, oh, well, now I can't respond because they're gonna be like, why? Why are you bothering? Um, so I get a little bit, a little bit anxiety <laughs> about it. But uh, I promise, I see, I see ninety percent of my messages. It's just whether or not I have time to like form a cohesive response is a little bit difficult. But to those of you that have reached out asking for behavior consults, it's something that. I really want to get more, get to doing more, but the problem is like, number one, my internet is just so bad. It makes it difficult to even do the Patreon group meetings that we do every month. <laughs> if you want to be a patron, um, it makes it difficult to do that because my internet is just so trash. Like the last meeting I had to have my camera off. And just have my audio on. Because my internet's so bad. Uh, so doing things remotely is a little bit difficult. But I'm just hoping... They're working on getting fiber to this area. So I'm hoping that it will extend to my area. Uh, I've tried calling, but I can't get a hold of anyone. So I don't know. Might have to just go knock on the door and be like, Hey, can you guys give me internet? Thanks. But... Um, yeah, so there's that element of it. And also, you know, I work, I, I was just writing my resume actually to apply for like therapy counseling jobs. And I was like, wow, I do a lot of stuff because my whole resume was just currents, you know. Um, I'm currently working here and uh, I, I basically work two jobs here. I do a managerial job and also the writing training element. And then I also have all of my social media, my podcast, and the behavior consulting and training, and it's just a lot. And on top of that, now for my fall semester of my clinical mental health counseling master's program, yeah, I say it every time, don't I? Um, <laughs> I have I have to take practicum this fall, which is like a baby internship, and so I'm having to apply for jobs. And should I have done this earlier, a hundred percent. It just, I couldn't get my resume right and it was stressing me out. And so I just put it off. And so, yeah, now I, I formally put in my application to one place in two different ways last night. And I was basically like, whatever you can do with me that I'll take it. So I'm really hoping that I get the interview there. I probably need to reach out to other places, but I also don't want to have to like curve them, <laughs> you know, because I, I know which one I want. Um, so I'm putting, putting all my energy into that one. We'll see. But yeah, so I'll be doing that for a couple days out of the week until the spring semester, which then I'll have to bump that up to a couple more days out of the week. So then I'm going to be doing, you know, a full-time job here and a part-time job there. And then also doing the podcast and Instagram and stuff. So I've been really debating lately, like, how I want to run my social media and stuff. And, you know, I've just been looking at other people that, that do all of this. And I really like, like how Warwick Schiller and even Matt Harnicky, like their whole brand is just 
them. And my brand is Equitheory, and that I'm fine with. But like, I I don't like having to promote my podcast on Jet Equitheory and Equitheory in the feed and then on the story. And I'm like, why don't I just post it all on Jet Equitheory? So I don't know. I might I might start moving Equi- or Jet Equitheory in a different direction to where the Equitheory Instagram account becomes kind of obsolete. We'll see. But, um, yeah, it's, I just, I have a lot, I, I've, I'm getting so much better at streamlining things and lowering the amount of pressure and work I'm putting on myself and I'm finally starting to get it down. It's just, it's still, it's just a lot of stuff all the time. And I was thinking about it earlier that I don't know how, how much longer I'm going to be able to keep up the video element of the podcast just because it is such a hassle to get it onto YouTube because, um, my internet just doesn't upload. And it's so frustrating having to like wait until the weekend to go to my boyfriend's house to, or his apartment to upload, um, my YouTube videos or go to my boss's house or something like that. Like, it's just, it's really irritating and it's a total first world problem, but you know, I'm trying to make things streamlined and make them easier so that I'm not doing a ton all the time and it's just not (laughs) working because of these like little inconveniences. How dare they inconvenience me this way? So I don't know. I'm trying uh, and I don't know if this is interesting at all. I feel like I'm just rambling about nothing, but um, I, I haven't talked about really like what's going on behind me so much. I've, I've pointed out out some of these things sometimes. Uh, this right here is a Polaroid of my cat Wally that you guys saw jump up here. Um, I did every single one of these drawings here. This is my little Wi-Fi horse. This is a Theestral from Harry Potter. Um, you can find that picture on Pinterest pretty much. I, I changed a couple things and did the style stippling, but um, that is my little Theestral. This is a dragon. You can also find this on Pinterest. I changed the wings. I think I changed the tail. And you can't really see, but his hands are crossed. Um, Then the Wi-Fi horse is totally original. I didn't look at anything for that. I like it because it's like little star marking is also a Wi-Fi symbol. I don't know if you can see that from here. Doing my hand is hard. Um, My boyfriend got me this dressage drive thing that I found on Etsy. And I was like, give me that (laughs) for Christmas. Um, and this is Boris, my hoof that's cross-sectioned and a little weird. And my mom was not happy to put in her ice chest. And that's the most horse girl thing I think I've ever done. Um, but it looks cool, doesn't it? Like after the fact, that's cool. So leave me alone. And then that up there is another theestral. hate the background on that one. We'll blame my art teacher for that. Um, and then this bookshelf over here, um, I got this little horse at like a crystal shop local because Arkansas is big on crystals and diamonds and whatnot. Um, then I got the little rise and ride sign up there at TJ Maxx. And I was like, that's perfect. I gotta have that. Um, I got this horse bookshelf bookend, um, at a, what are those called? Like an estate sale. I was moving out and it came like in a set of four of them. And so I spray painted that one gold and then it's on a bunch of my books. I think it's Horses and Behavior, uh, Classical versus Modern, Dressage, Tug of War, then 
equitation science connection training and it's Catherine Bartlett's book teaching horses positive reinforcement and then down here are more of my positive reinforcement welfare exercise biomechanic science books and then the bottom row is the books of shame <laughs> uh, you can't see it but it's it's all like the traditional stuff that I just can't part with um not that I have read them or like am ever going to but I went through them recently and I was like oh it's just so cool like one of them um here let me grab it this one is um the Manual of Horsemanship by Harold Black. It says, instructions from Mexico's renowned Escuela Equestre, Equestre? the equestrian school, I'm assuming. Um, but, like, it's all, like, military stuff from from way back when. Like, when is this book published? Hold on, let me find the... 1974. Like, it's an old book, and it's, like, a it's a training manual. Like... How cool is that? I don't know that I'm ever going to read this, but I like having it. It's pretty dope. So, um, yeah, I have some others down there. If you guys want me to go through my books and talk about the ones that I've read or the ones that I recommend or just going through some of the old cool ones like that, I can do an episode all about that. I could talk about books forever. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, we're at 52 minutes here and this has just kind of been a, an off one episode. Like I said, I tried all day to think of like something proper to talk about and just could not come up with anything at all. So just kind of, just kind of riffing, you know, being a podcaster, talking about nothing. My hair is becoming more blonde. She like my hair lady temporary dyed it brown and now it's getting blonde and there's a cat paw um but i might i might go back brown might re-blonde again i can't decide i don't know sometimes the my blonde situation gets a little messy looking why don't you get up here then if you're just gonna keep keep popping me <laughs> but anyway i'm gonna go so i can get this edited and hopefully get it uploaded for you guys We'll see. But thank you guys so much for watching. Check me out at Jet Equitheory everywhere. Equitheory.com. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.